0: Welcome to the Commune podcast. This is Jeff Krasnow. From time to time, I will get inspired to create Instagram videos about topics that interest me and hopefully you and a few others. And on occasion, these streams of consciousness meet the high stringency quality threshold of this podcast. So today's episode is a look into the nature of sound as neurological phenomenon and what that can tell us about our concept of self. It features a little bit of piano tinkling. Now note, when I launch into these improvised musings, I often drift into a version of myself that is slightly British. (laughs) And I can only attribute this affect to my endless consumption of the lectures of Alan Watts. Uh, drives my wife Skylar and others crazy. But it's really just me being me, not being me. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. So I woke up today with a feeling of sadness, melancholy, or I suppose wistfulness. Uh, and oftentimes when that happens, I'll just try to witness the sensation arise and subside as it does. Uh, but other times I'll actually try to express around it, like find a vessel for it, uh, such that I can share the sensation of what I'm feeling, uh, to put it into something. And sometimes that's words, but that can be clunky because, when I'm uh, leveraging words as vessels for emotions, I'm trying to use um, concepts to describe something that is non-conceptual, like semiotics or symbols for something that is completely effervescent. So I can kind of get at it. I mean, when I'm feeling particularly poetic, but but other times I'm a complete failure with it. Um, And then sometimes I use music, which you could argue is a more, um, universal or effective vessel for emotions. And I, I'm i into this because uh, I've given up on trying to understand why we are here. And I'm more concerned. Uh, I mean, don't believe anyone that tells you that they know why we are here. Um, those who say do not know and those who know do not say, but you could just go to any bookstore if they still exist in the world and peruse the aisles of philosophy and religion and know that this is an open question. There's been tens of thousands of books written on it. Um, but I think how we are here can give us a glimpse into why we are here, because when we study the, um, the physical, uh, the patterns of the metaphysical are revealed. When we study mechanism, inside of mechanism, there are these patterns that uh, seem to be consilient with the cosmic intelligence of the universe, if you will. Uh, And we can get a glimpse into why we are here through understanding how we are here. So yeah, so I woke up (laughs) with this sadness. um, And uh, in searching for a vessel for it, I landed at the piano and I I, um, specifically landed on a combination of notes um, that seemed to represent how I was feeling. And I'll try to play them for you (laughs) Um, here just briefly. So um, that was my sadness. I'm not talking about the technique, though. You could argue that the technique is pretty sad. Um, I'm a very amateur piano player, um, but uh, but that was my expression of my um, my melancholy. And um, I started to untangle what is happening here. Um, and i'm going to spend a few minutes trying to do that so i have uh this intention which is to uh, express a certain sensation that's within me that's arising and um, my brain sends electrical signals to my motor neurons of course i need energy to do this and i'll get to that um but uh my hands then depress these notes on the keyboard, so uh, electrical energy is moving into kinetic or mechanical energy, and it's, uh, it's very useful to think about the first law of thermodynamics, that energy uh, cannot be destroyed or created, you know, just transferred, um, and it's one very philosophical way to think about one's own life, and we could get into that at some length, but as far as it pertains to this particular example, electrical energy is being moved and transferred into mechanical energy. Um, as I depress these notes and uh, a hammer, um, uh, leaps up and strikes uh, a chord that is, um, stretched and has a certain thickness, uh, in the piano here. And, um, that produces another kind of energy, uh, which is called sound energy. So it produces a wave uh, in, that's carried by the air. A- and this wave has a certain amplitude that um, determines the loudness of what I've played and, uh, and a frequency that determines the pitch and some other qualities um, of the wave. And, uh, and this wave simply travels through the air. Now, mind you, it's not even a sound at this juncture, it's just a wave. And um, it interacts with different things in its field, and uh, including through a whole variety of technology, which we won't explore right now, your ear, your outer ear, and then into your inner ear where it um, vibrates your eardrum. And uh, those vibrations are uh, then pushed along and transferred um, into your inner ear, the cochlea, I believe, and then that vibrates these tiny little bones in your ear, the hammer, stirrup, and anvil, I believe. <laughs> and, um, and those produce vibrations, and uh, those move these hair cells uh, in your cochlea, and, your, and uh, those hair cells then transfer this sound energy into electrical impulses um, down the auditory uh, nerve, and into your brain, into your neurons, where it is then decoded as a sound. Uh, and then your conscious mind assigns a valence or a salience to that sound, which might be a shared melancholy, uh, a shared sadness. Now, of course, if you back up, I need energy to produce <laughs> all of this in the first place, which of course is just um, captured sunlight. <laughs> it all—that's all That's all it is, uh, is there's a fusion reaction in the sun that sends uh, photons and light energy eventually into our atmosphere that hit the chloroplast on a plant and that triggers photosynthesis in which ATP and glucose are created and then I eat a plant and I go through this process of cellular respiration um, that creates adenosine triphosphate, which gives me the power to even create a thought <laughs> and move my fingers um, and live and move my lips for this video. Um, so uh, as you can see, this is all, uh, the provenance of all of this is, is just uh, sunlight. And this is a finite experience. Um, the sun will burn out in a number of billion of years, four billion years or so, and, uh, and we'll go into a nuclear winter, and who knows what will happen. Um, life will reemerge in some way. But I'm, I make um, this point about uh, sound because when you actually dissect how this is happening, the sound only exists inside of you in the air, it's just a wave. It only exists once it becomes decoded in your own brain. Um, and this really unveils uh, an illusion that most of us have about what it is like to be alive, because we assume that there's all of these phenomena happening in our external world, that sounds happen and sights and smells and sensation, all these things, um, that are somehow out there. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a process that we go through of individuation, of always labeling things that are in our external world, and inherent to that process is also labeling ourselves. So that's a tree, that's not me, that's something that's out there. <laughs> um, but of course, like sound, eyesight is, it works the same way. The only way that's a tree is because it's actually... Uh, uh, a phenomenon inside my own brain. And so uh, when you understand this mechanism, you begin to realize that um, the external world, that which we deem as external, is completely internal. It exists only inside of you. And um, of course, when we are anchored in this feeling that there is an external and an internal world, then um, we become uh, girded to this notion of the separate self um, that I am separate from everything out there, from other people, from nature, from the divine fill in the blank that I am just my own little meat wagon island having a solipsistic, um, experience of the world. Uh, But when you actually understand how mechanism and phenomenon work, you realize that all external phenomenon is actually happening inside of you. And of course, you are also in the external world. So the external, this duality between external and internal begins to completely dissolve. And there is only experience. There is no feeler of the feelings, or thinker of the thoughts, etc. Um, and uh, and this is very useful. You might just think that this is like, um, you know, philosophical prattle, but it's not, because it, it, this tendency, penchant that we have to always feel separate creates a, a constant process of comparison And uh, the identification with always feeling separate is what Moors our feeling of ourselves as an ego. And uh, this combination between ego and comparison is, is really, it's the thief of joy. It's the thief of serenity and equanimity because we are always seeing ourselves through the eyes of the external world through the eyes of someone else. Or through what we have, or through how much money we have accrued, or through the nameplate uh, on our office door, on our social position, etc., and uh, and this can be the source of a tremendous amount of suffering. So when we begin to disentangle this notion of external and internal, uh, and we become more yoked with um, with experience, then, um, then there's a greater sense of ease and, and contentment. And there's another dimension of this that's fascinating that, um, you know, I played something that was a reflection of a sensation that we call sadness, right? That's the word that we've given it. Um, And, uh, and I chose some notes, um, that in this particular case were, were, were minor, it was a minor key, right? And, uh, I chose notes that best reflected what I feel can carry that sadness. But those notes themselves, that choice is a social institution. It's a contract. Now, um, because we have become completely influenced by our culture uh, as to what musical sadness sounds like. Now, if you went to uh, India and played that, or uh, to Eastern cultures and played that, now there might be a sense of sadness um, that was shared or, or felt in response. Um, to those notes because music has been so globalized and internationalized. But those cultures have grown up around a completely different scale of notes. So they don't have the, um, the, the structuralist uh, um, influence or training to automatically think of a minor key played slowly with emotion <laughs> as melancholy. or or wistful, so even the expression um, that I choose to to reflect the valence of my emotions is not even me. It's something that is completely just shared. (laughs) And when I share it, there is a component of sociogenomics going on where my sadness then becomes yours. And the release of the neuromodulator prolactin in my body, which is the body's uh, uh, hormonal response to sadness, becomes yours. So my gene expression and your gene expression is a shared phenomenon. So I don't even really exist. I mean, this idea that we are these separate individuals, every time that we look at mechanism, that just breaks apart. And this is why I'm so fascinated into looking at, um, at systems of science and, and, and physics to, uh, to untangle these Um, kind of philosophical notions, because, of course, the Buddha, um, you know, he claimed that nirvana was the realization of the non-self. Well, he didn't have all these scientific tools uh, at his disposal, but he had an inkling that we are all part of this mutually interdependent, uh, holobiont. He used an image of Indra's net, which is this Uh, ever expanding spider web that goes on to infinity and uh, at each juncture of that web is a a crystalline droplet of water that reflects all of the other junctures and this is a notion of dependent origination that every single phenomenon depends on every other single phenomenon um And this is all emerging spontaneously, moment to moment. So this is a a fascinating uh, realization to have. And, And again, when we understand that there is no real difference between the external and the internal world, our feeling of separateness, our feeling of loneliness, our proclivity to compare my life against yours, um, that begins to disappear. And uh, the pathway to contentment and ease is much simpler.